we welcome everyone here this morning on this beautiful fall day. If you do not have a white songbook, please raise your hand. If you do not have a white songbook, raise your hand. Hey, young men, those that are coming in the, into the front door, if you would, uh, make sure there are songbooks for those coming in late, please. <clears throat> Again, welcome everyone to our services here at the Church of Christ. It meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. Uh, good to see each and every one of you here on this beautiful fall day that God has blessed us with. <clears throat> we do hope that all is, is well in, uh, in your lives and in our homes and with our families. And we want to uh, be mindful of those that are, are suffering from various, various illnesses, sickness, and also uh, the, those that are suffering from, from the war uh, that's going on, uh, pretty tragic, uh, pretty sinister to just kill innocent people. And we want to pray for, for their lives and, and for the war that's going on overseas. Pray for our leaders in their interaction uh, with the situation uh, that, uh, that God would bring about peace and not war. <clears throat> if you are a visitor, we welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. We want to always present ourselves in a friendly fashion. So if you are visiting, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. <clears throat> Again, family, it's good to be here and be in the land of the living. Uh, God given us this day to worship him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our announcements. Sister Linda Templeton, uh, her sur uh, surgical procedure uh, last week went well, and she thanks everyone for your your calls, your cards, and your prayers. <clears throat> uh, the Compton and Spivey family uh, thanks the church for your prayers and support for Rakaya Compton during the past two and a half years for the aftermath of dealing with the with Rakaya's incident. Um, they are asking for our continued prayers, not only for Rakaya, but for the other families as well. Um, still out of town are brother and sister Kent. Um, they're still out of town, and let's keep them in prayer for traveling grace. And also, Sister Darlene Jones uh, had to work today, and that's why we don't see her. And I do believe uh, Tamisha is still out of town, correct? So let's keep Tamisha Jackson in our prayers for traveling grace and, and well-being as she also is out of town. <clears throat> Brother Chris Bell uh, is uh, not feeling well today. He is uh, suffering from a bad case of, of sinus infection and, and having some breathing problems. So we want to keep Brother Chris in our prayers. Good to see Sister Andrea uh, Jackson with us today. She's here today, and uh, good to have her here with us today. Uh, Brother White is visiting today. That's why we don't see him. And Sister White is scheduled to be back in town, I'm told, uh, this evening. So let's keep her in prayer as well. <clears throat> uh, November birthdays. <clears throat> James Webster, the 14th. 
Candace Moore and Casey Gore, the 16th, Geraldine Walker, the 22nd, Lisa Moore, the 24th, <clears throat> Jerese Barnes, the 26th, Crocretia Alexander, the 27th, and Evelyn Pillar, the 29th. So I hope I didn't miss anyone, those who we have posted. So again, uh, it's a blessing to be able to have another another year that God has blessed, blessed you with, and, and we hope well for all those <clears throat> birthdays for November. <clears throat> there are no anniversaries listed. <clears throat> Order of service, uh, before that, uh, make sure folks that your cell phones are off. Let's check them please, make sure they're off or on mute. <clears throat> Again, we do not want interruptions during our service to God. <clears throat> we encourage all to be a part of our uh, midweek Bible classes on Lord's Day mornings at 9 and on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Also at 7 uh, p.m. Bible study and also conference call at, at 7.15 on Wednesdays. <clears throat> Order service, singing Brother Taylor Moore, Scripture prayer, Brother Curtis McLean, our sermon, Brother Donnell Felton, our prayer and Lord's Supper, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, <clears throat> Brother James King, and our closing prayer, Brother John Phillips, and collection, <clears throat> Brother Tyrone Moore, and Brother Joseph Webster. So again, thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare for our morning worship service. How y'all doing today? All right, all right. Uh, this morning we'll be singing out of the white uh, songbook. If you don't have one, please raise your hand again. Right, our first song will be page three, Send My Veins. Page three. Phase three. All found? Let's all sing. It's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my veins. And I'm gonna sing just a little more here. And I'm gonna sing just a little more there. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins. Oh, Oh Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my veins. And I'm gonna shout just a little more here. And I'm gonna shout just a little more there. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my 
I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my veins. And I'm gonna preach just a little more here. And I'm gonna preach just a little more there. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins. Oh Lord, it's in my I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. I said it's in my veins, Lord, it's in my veins. And do it while the blood is running warm. It's in my veins, oh Lord, it's in my veins. All right, all right. Page 10. Page 10. Without you, Lord. Without you, Lord. Scripture in the profile of page 10. Oh, fam, that's all sin. Without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it. Without you, Lord, singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it without you, Lord. And there was a time, yes, in my life, we were living in sin and without Christ. Then I started wondering just where I went wrong to make my race so hard to run. Singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it. Without you, Lord, singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it without you, Lord. And there was a time I was in sin. The Lord came and saved me, and he took me on in. He died on the cross. He died for my sins, and that's why I love him. And right until the end, singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it. Without you, Lord, singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know I can't make it without you, Lord. 
morning. This morning's scripture reading taken from Romans chapters 3, verses 1 through 4. Romans chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. Verse 1 reads, What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly, because that unto them were committed to the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightst be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. May the Lord have a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his word. Now I'll be leading in prayer. Let us bow. Gracious Father, we want to thank you for this day, Lord. We want to thank you for last night's sleep and this morning's awakening. We want to thank you for watching over those who are at the building already. Grant us that traveling grace here. Be with those who may still be um, in transit. Be with those who are maybe out of town, um, on the roads, and in the air, wherever, however they decide to, trans, to tra transition, tra um, that you keep them safe and those around them safe, the pilots safe, Lord. Um, ask you to be with us as we hear on this day, Lord. Be with those who sing, be with those who pray, those who read, Lord, those who commune. Lord, be with those who look after the maintenance of this building. Be with those as, um, who give to be able to edify this church, Lord, be able to fund this building and keep this building up. Those who pray for everyone here, Lord, those who encourage, those who, who just meet us at the door, greet us. We want to just thank you for everybody, Lord, because we, we know we all play a part in keeping this church edified, Lord, keeping this church encouraged. And, and here at Lawrence Avenue, Lord, and keeping us wanting to come back to, to worship you, Lord. We know to worship you in a place with no peace, Lord, there, there's confusion. So we want to thank you for that, Lord. This time we ask you to be with the one who will soon come before us to spread your word, to give us your word, Lord. We ask you that what he has on his heart comes back to his remembrance, Lord, and he gives it to us in a way to where we, we hear it, we listen to it, and we take your word out, Lord, and allow it to work in our lives so we can spread your word. Mm -hmm. Lord, we ask you to be with those who may be um, in this congregation, Lord, who are sick, shut in, Lord, those who are going through therapy, those who are in and out of the hospitals, Lord, to be with them and those who look after them, Lord. We ask you at this time, Lord, to be with Israel as we know what they, the war that they're going through, Lord. We be with those families, Lord, who have lost families. Be with those families, Lord, who just don't know where their family members are. We ask you to be with the um, ones in charge of, of things like this, um, the chiefs and the presidents, whatever it may be, Lord. We ask you to, that they one day, Lord, come to peace. We understand, Lord, in, in your word that, we, that there is war, will be war, and has been war. So we do understand the aspect of it, Lord. We just ask you that we as Christians, that we're ready, Lord, if it ever hits us, that, Lord, we live every day to die because we know one day, Lord, we're coming home to you. Amen. We ask you to be with us and continue to watch over us as we go throughout this service. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. That's all mark page 24 for the invitation song. Page 24 as the invitation song. And that's all notice page 23, Harvest Time. Page 23. 
Oh, film, let's all sing. And oh Lord, I've come, said I've come to receive, to receive my, yes Lord, I'm patiently waiting, patiently waiting for the harvest, for the harvests. And oh Lord, I got the Hebrew, got the Hebrew 11, with faith to know, and faith to know my blessing shall come, and it's mine, oh mine, oh Lord, it's harvest time. And I'm standing on your promise I'm existing on your word And everything that I speak And Lord, you're giving and it to me And now it's the Father's real good pleasure And that the kingdom is finally mine and it's mine, oh mine, oh Lord, it's harvest. And we're singing, oh Lord, oh Lord, I've come. I said I've come to receive, to receive my. Yes, Lord, I'm patiently waiting, patiently waiting for the harvest, for the harvests. And oh Lord, I got the Hebrew, got the Hebrew left. With faith to know, and faith to know my blessing shall come, and it's mine, oh mine, oh Lord, it's harvest time. I'm believing for great things, and he promised me a long time ago, and I know I'm going to get it. Because the Bible tells me so And now it's the Father's real good pleasure And that the kingdom is finally mine And it's mine, oh mine Oh Lord, it's harvest And we're singing, oh Lord, oh Lord I've come, I said I've come to receive To receive mine Yes, Lord, I'm patiently waiting, patiently waiting for the harvest, for the harvests. And, oh, Lord, I got the Hebrew, got the Hebrew. With faith to know, and faith to know my blessing shall come, and it's mine, oh, mine, oh, Lord, it's harvest. And we're singing, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I've come, I said I've come to receive. I got the Hebrew 11 and 1. Faith to know my blessing shall come. To receive my blessing, patiently waiting for the harvest is mine. I got the Hebrew 11 and 1. Faith to know my blessing shall come. It's mine. It's harvest time. Let us go to God in prayer. Our most gracious and merciful Father, we come before you at this time thanking you 
for the many blessings that you have given us. Most importantly, we thank you for your son and your written word. Father, help us this day. Help me this day as I try to proclaim your son's message. For Father, I know that I am less than an unprofitable servant. And this I pray in your son's name. And let us all say, Amen. Amen. Again, I want to thank the church leadership for allowing me this opportunity to try to proclaim God's message about saving the entire world. And again, I must caution you that I have three diseases. And I have been trying to fight these diseases. But it seems like there is no medicine made to end my big mouth, to end my boring speech, and also to just, I'm sort of repetitive. And I don't know why. And as I was sitting in Sunday school this morning, a smile came over my face. Because I said, well, Brother Bell is sort of helping me on my long-windedness. Because he's covering some of the same ground that I am going to cover. And I just had to tell him about that. Uh, as you see, from the scripture reading, we're going to be looking at the faith of God. Never doubt him. The faith of God. Never doubt him. And the selected scripture text is Roman chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. The book of Romans has sometimes been said to be one of the great doctrinal books of the New Testament. That if you really want to understand something about the salvation in Christ and what the doctrine is. Now notice now, I didn't say if you want to know how the church began. Because if you want to learn how the church began, you must go to the book of Acts. But then if you want to learn something about the doctrine in the church of Christ, open up the book of Romans. Because notice what the scripture text start off with. What advantage then had the Jews? Well, what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. I like that. But when you look back in the Old Testament, you're going to see that they benefited a great deal. But then notice what else he says. Chiefly, what was the main thing? 
Notice what it goes on to explain to because that unto them were committed the oracle of God. But then notice what it goes on. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, well, I know some other versions soften that up a little bit. But I sort of like that King James version where it says, God forbid. Yea. Let God be true, but every man a liar. As is it written that thou mightest be justified in thy sins and mightest overcome when thou art judged. There is something strange that goes on in this world. We love to classify people. But the first point that I want to make is, I don't care how we classify them religiously, even if you want to call them an atheist, everybody depends on the faith of God. I don't care if you're a sinner. I don't care if you're a saint. I don't care if you may classify yourself somewhere in between the two. Everything in your life starts with the faith of God. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 and 45, to what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And listen to what Jesus had to preach to the multitude that was listening to him. And as Brother Ernest gets there, I want you to notice something now. Don't deceive yourself Amen. in thinking that everyone who listened to Jesus' message was a Jew. Don't deceive yourself. Because just like in here today, there may be those who are not a member of the body of Christ, and you are our honored guest, and we are glad that you're here. But there may have been folks listening to Jesus' message that were sinners. That were not proselytes. But notice what Jesus had to tell them. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Stop for a moment there. Now notice something what Jesus is saying there. Before we get to the faith of God, notice what Jesus is telling everyone about what they should do when folks just don't do you right. <laughs> 
Now, and all Jesus was giving them there were part of the faith of God. But when you turn back in the Old Testament, you're going to find that everyone did not treat the children of Israel right. right. As a matter of fact, everyone did not treat Abraham right. And after Abraham died, Isaac had a hard time finding somewhere just to stay because they were always stopping up his wells. So see, this is all part of what Jesus is telling us right there about how we should treat folks who we feel like is not treating us right. Love them. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Uh-huh, you know that neighbor that next door you live to? It seems like every time you step out the door, that neighbor got something to say to you that you can't even tell other folks about. Or if you tell them about it, you got to use initials. Do good to them that hate you. You know that person, that every time you try to do something right towards them, they always find something bad about you. And then he goes on to say, and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. What you saying, Jesus? What you saying, God? That if you want to change them, pray for them. And yourself. Let me say that again. If you want to change them, pray for them and not against them. Now, now I'm ready for verse 45. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Amen. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, Amen. and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Notice the point that I started off with. Everyone depends on the faith of God. Mm -hmm. The faith of God keep the sun rising and the rain falling until his chosen time. And notice how he allows that for everyone. He does not check out first, well, are you one of mine? Are you a sinning one of mine? Or are you not one of mine? Well, you're not one of mine. I'm going to keep you in the darkness. All you're going to see is a black physical cloud. You're not going to get in the rain so that you won't have any blessings. I'm going to starve you out. Everything. Notice something. God does not look at what the person is doing. 
Now, I'm not saying that God approves of everything that everyone does. Because notice something here now. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 15 and verse 16. And this is Abraham asking God, when? When I'm going to possess it? You know, I want to know. And sometimes we just like Abraham. You know, we want to know when God going to do what he says that he going to do for us. But notice something. I'm dealing with that God is not looking at that person no matter how much that person may sin. But notice how what God tells Abraham why you can't have it right now. Read the book. 15, 16. Notice what it says. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. In other words, what you doing, God? I'm waiting on you. God is long-suffering, remember? And I'm willing that any should perish. Their sin were not full. Their cut had not run it over yet. Uh-huh. There's a good cup and there's a bad cup. Hmm. I'm talking about the faith of God, never doubt him. Because right. he really loves to separate God attributes. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't know why we love to do that. When God is one. You one person. You readily say that somebody is this, is that, and that, you know. Oh, they're just a bad person. You don't separate. So why do we separate God? Oh, well, let me keep on going. (laughs) Everyone depends on the faith of God and never doubt it. Oh, I know they may say that there is no God. We don't keep going. Because they are depending on the faith of God. Even though they don't recognize God. Point number two. The faith of Jesus Christ shows the faith of God. See, when we go to John 14, Jesus said, why ask to show you God? When you see me, You've seen God. And don't leave out the faith of God when we read about Jesus. Because Jesus entered the realm of mortality because of the faith of God. Let's go to this familiar verse, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. 
You're not going to see the word faith in there anywhere, God faith in there anywhere. But when the fullness of time comes, mm -hmm. who decided the time was full? God. Faith of God. God sent. Who dispatched Jesus into the realm of mortality? God did. Sent forth his son, made of a woman. Who decided how Jesus should enter the realm of mortality? But God said that a virgin, oh, way back when. See, when we read some of these verses, we need to take a moment to stop, think. I see what is taking place, but who allowed it? Who directed it to take place? His entire life, talking about Jesus now, on earth, relied on the faith of God. Notice in Luke 2 and verse 49, when Joseph and Mary were looking for him after they left him in Jerusalem. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Why are you looking for me? Now here's a 12-year-old boy telling his parents, why are you looking for me? <laughs> You know, think about that now. And and and, and notice which you not do you not do do you not realize that I must be about my father's business. Let me drop this out here. Where was Jesus? He was in the temple. The father's business is about the father's faith. Because where was Jesus? In the temple. What's supposed to be back then the household of faith? Right there in the temple. And what was he doing there? Uh, notice in verse 46. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, in other words, these are the people who teach others about the doctrine in the Mosaic Law. Teach others about the instructions that they should receive under the Mosaic Law. These are teachers of the law. And what was he doing? Both hearing them and asking them questions. Amen. The father's faith is the father's business. Why are we here today? Because of the father's business. Who is looking at us today. Amen. The Father. Amen. Why are we here today? Because of the faith 
of God. That's why we're here. Because I'm sure that some of you got clothes to wash, dinner to fix, neighbors and friends waiting on you, relatives waiting on you at home. But you decided to be here about the father's business. When you came to class this morning asking questions, listening, you was here about the father's business. Now notice them, in adulthood, Jesus informed them and us that the faith of God directed his life. I like that word, direct. Because, you know, when you take a trip and don't know where you're going, see, back in the day, we used to have an app. You know, you young folks don't know anything about that. So, so, you know, I'm going to talk to the older folks now. You know how we used to have that atlas? And when we go in that atlas and map out our trip, and then we look for where we're going to stop, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, how many married folks in here? Uh-huh. Happily married, right? Uh, let me talk to the men now. Uh-oh. You know how we had to arrange our stop? Because the music wanted to stop somewhere. You know, it's not necessarily that we want to stop there, you know, because see, most of us want to keep on driving, uh-huh, uh -huh. you know, because cause we, cause we got somewhere to go. But, you know, we got to stop there because they want to. In other words, we were directed. <laughs> you know, you can say amen when you want to. Because, <laughs> see, I know what I'm talking about. You know. Because, see, one time I got in trouble because, see, my, my wife and I were going somewhere, and I wouldn't stop, okay? okay. But then, when, my, when one of my friends and I were headed to the same place, and he wanted to stop, I stopped and made the fatal mistake, you know what I said? Made the fatal mistake of telling her that we stopped. You know, well, you know, uh, I had to do some cooking for a while. <laughs> but that was okay. <laughs> but, but notice here now, notice what John 8 and 29 says concerning God's faith directing the life of Jesus. And he that sent me is with me. He that sent me is with me. Now we read that verse all the time about that Jesus would never leave us alone. God would never leave us alone. But notice what you're really saying when you say that. He that sent me is with me. Everything about God was with Jesus. See, the devil wasn't lying when you took Jesus on that pinnacle. 
and say that he knew that the angels will come and get him if he jumped down? Because he that sent me is with me. And then to emphasize the point, notice what Jesus goes on to say, just in case you don't understand what I'm saying. The Father has not left me alone. In other words, everything connected with the Father is right here with me. That's what Jesus was telling them. For why, Jesus? For I do always those things that please him. Jesus is saying, my entire life here on the earth is built around, structured on, aligned with, living in the faith of God. In other words, the Father never leaves anyone who keeps the Father's faith. Why do you think Daniel in the lion den, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the fiery furnace, Joseph in Egypt always found faith? Because the Father never leaves anyone who keeps the Father's faith. Let me give you a negative example. Go back to King Saul. In 1 Samuel. Why did the Father leave him? Because he left the father. Why does the father leave us? Because we leave the father. Simple as that. In other words, Jesus' entire life, from Jesus' entrance into mortality to his mortal life, to his cruel, bloodshed death on the cross, to his burial in a borrowed tomb in the world that he made. Did you get that? That he had a borrowed tomb? And he made the world? Okay. To his resurrection to show his full control over the grave. To his return to heaven to plead to God at God's right hand and to return for all to know their eternal destiny. Amen. He relied and relies on the God, on, on the faith of God. Because without the faith of God, none of this would take place. None of it. And without the faith of God, 
Nothing we do will take place. See, when we read in the Bible about the faith of Christ, we actually read about the display of God's faith in Jesus Christ. Go to Galatians 2. Start at verse 16 and then jump down to verse 20. And while he's turning there, I want to drop this off on you from Romans 15 and 8. Uh, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the Father. Now notice something here. I've said before, and I'll stand firmly by you. Until people trust God, you're not going to come to God. Because God had promised them that he was going to send Jesus to them. And God confirmed it. For the truth of God. You can't have God's faith without believing that God is true. But now let's get back to Jesus displaying God's faith. Read the book. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Hold on one moment. By the faith of Jesus Christ. I know some version was put in there, uh, faith in Jesus Christ, talking about our faith. But then, note what the very next past, uh, portion of that verse say. Read that. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ right. that we might be justified by the faith of Christ right. and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Because Jesus had faith in God, right. displayed God's faith, we are justified by Christ. We are now declared innocent. We, because of God's faith that Jesus used to do what everything that he did, we are now innocent. Now notice how Paul goes on in verse... I like verse 20. I like verse 20. Read your book. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I not live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the whoa, Son whoa, of whoa, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I live how? By the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, I am one of the walking dead. <laughs> Not what you see on TV. But because I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth 
in me. Now go back. Jesus said the Father never left him alone. The Father was in him. Which meant the Father's faith was in him. And our and Jesus' faith should be in us. God also, give me Revelation 14 and 12 just so I can nail this one down. And, 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 and then I can move on. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Even God's son had to have faith. When he was tempted by the devil, notice how we look at and see how he defeated that temptation. We say that he was using the Bible, but we overlook to say that he was using faith. Because that's the foundation. That separates us from the devil. Because they believe. But it's not the right kind of belief. Let me keep on moving. I'm getting strained. Let's look now. But what I want to say is, notice something here. When God reveals his faith to us in his commandments, as well as his promises, No, Revelation 14, 12. Thank you. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. God's commandments express how faith in him aligns with the truth and the faith about Jesus Christ. If you want to get out of line, you know when the car get out of line, we got to go back and take it to the mechanic to put it back in line. Mm -hmm. Well, when we don't keep, you know, you hit potholes, you know, you run over curves, uh-huh. You get what I'm trying to say about saying now? You know, when you hit potholes, when you run over curves, you know, when you run off into them forest thickets, you know, and you don't have an all-wheel drive. You know what I'm talking about? In trouble. Okay. Okay, good. His commandment expresses how our faith in him aligns with his faith about Jesus Christ. Notice something, Acts 1 and 4. Watch this commandment here. From Jesus to the apostles. Mm -hmm. And notice how faith is in effect here. Amen. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise 
of the Father, which said, He, ye have heard of me. Now notice here now. We got a command. Don't leave. And then we got a promise. And wait for the promise of the Father. Mm hmm. Boy, you got quiet in here. Command, promise. See, most of the time we want to look at the promise and not the command. The faith of God. See, I'm talking about the faith of God. See, a lot of times we want to talk about our faith. In the religious world of the day, you can find a faith for whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about the faith of God. I'm talking about the originator. Never doubt him. Never doubt that God would have his way because of his faith. Now, this is going to cause problems for some of those who wants to have their own faith. The faith of God only knows one faith. The faith of God only knows one faith. The scripture reading points to two opposing faiths. Don't say that I'm teaching false doctrine yet. Just stay with me now. On one side stands the immovable faith of God. On the other fumbles the unbelieving faith of men. Okay, let's go back to the scripture reading. Uh, on that verse three now. But what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Yes, unbelievers possesses a faith. Even though the Bible, no, 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 even though the Bible never refers to it as faith, the Bible calls it unbelief. Yes, unbelievers possess a faith, even though it is not the faith that God wants for everyone. Let me say those two again, so you won't. So you know I'm not teaching false doctrine here now. Unbelievers possess a faith even though the Bible never refers to it as faith. Unbelievers possess a faith even though it is not the faith that God wants for everyone. Go to Acts chapter 4. Verses 1 and 2. Let me set the scene. They were in the temple. They healed the lame man. They were teaching about Jesus. And then the guards of the temple had to come get them. And notice what it said. And as they spake with the, unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people 
and preach through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. This year had a mosaic law thing. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't get quiet on me now. They didn't have a faith that God wanted them to have. Because Jesus had already died, mm -hmm. been buried, was resurrected, and returned to heaven. And the apostles were now teaching the faith that they should have had. And what is it that they did? They refused to change their faith. Right. Refused. Okay, okay, let, let me nail this one down. Go to Acts chapter 26. Let's start at verse 22. Paul, talking to King Agrippa. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great. In other words, I don't care who I preach to. I don't care who I teach to. I don't care what their status in this world may be. Saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. That Christ should suffer. And that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Those within and those without all need Jesus Christ. Amen. And then let's drop down to verse 27. Hmm. Know what Paul has to ask him. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophet? Is your confident, are you confident about what the prophets have said? Do you trust what the prophets have said? And, and then notice how that was one of those rhetorical questions that you really don't expect to answer, but then you give the answer just to make sure the person knows that you know, I know you know the answer. <laughs> I know that thou believest. But then notice what Agrippa had to say. Mm. You almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Uh, let's look at that word persuade for a moment. King Agrippa said that you almost got me to be in agreement with you. You almost got me to listen to you. You almost got me to yield to you. You almost, you're not quite there yet, got me to comply with you. That, in other words, that was his faith. And he didn't want to change it. Because if it wasn't, there would be no judgment day. 
Uh huh. Because notice where judgment gonna begin now. Uh huh. At the uh -huh. house. Uh huh. Cause God know where everybody else is. Two opposing faiths. God's faith. Man's faith. Man say whatever they want to say. But let God be true. And every man a liar. Never doubt him. Why? Let's go back to this Old Testament that Paul was talking about. Because see, the faith of God sprinkled throughout the Old Testament droplets, golden nuggets about Jesus Christ. Oftentimes we go to Genesis after, and then we'll go to after uh, Adam and Eve's sin. But I want to take us over to chapter 49 where Jacob is passing out blessings to his sons. And I want us to drop off at verse number 10 and listen to what the book says. The chef scepter shall not depart from Judah. Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute. Scepter, wait a minute. You remember how, if you want to know the importance of Judah and the scepter, just go through Luke chapter 3 and pick up that from verse 23 and verse 33. And then you're going to see that Jesus is in that line. <clears throat> and when you look through that line, you're going to see David. And see, that scepter is, is that one that that king used to wave approval and to wave disapproval. Okay? Keep reading. Uh-huh. No a lawgiver from huh? between his feet. Okay, okay. No a lawgiver. And see, if I had time, I'll take you over to Psalms 60 and verse 7. But I don't have the time. You know, where, where, where you can read about where Judah is the lawgiver. But I don't have time. I don't have time for that now. Okay? Keep reading. Keep reading. Until shallow come. Okay, now if I had time, I'll deal with the trace of the word shallow. Let you know that it came from shalom. But I don't have that kind of time. Keep reading. Until him shall the gathering of the people be. And if I had time, I'll tell you that that word gathering includes that meaning of obey. If I had time. But I don't have that kind of time. That it all points to Jesus. And then, see, notice something. Let's go to Leviticus. Because, see, sometimes people want to say that the Sabbath day is the day. But now, but, but, but let, me, let us walk with this for a moment here now. Leviticus 23, picking up verse 15, and going also to verse 16. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, 
seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number 50 days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. See, if I had time, I'd take you back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, where the day of Pentecost had fully come. And, and, and but see, I got to take the time to take you to Deuteronomy 16 and 17. Because see, when you look through the Bible, the Old Testament, you're like, I'm looking for Pentecost, I'm looking for Pentecost, I'm looking for Pentecost. You're not going to find that word there. Because you notice what it says three times in a year shall all the males appear before the Lord, thy God, in the place where he shall choose. Not a choice of man. And he goes on to say, in the feast of the unleavened bread. Ah, oh, that's not Pentecost. A Passover. And, but the, and in the feast of weeks. There we got Pentecost. And then we already know that the faithful male coming to Jerusalem Always brought their families with them. Mm -hmm. No look to again. We're talking about Jesus. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year right. at the feast of the Passover. Right. And when they were 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Right. So what you saying, preacher? Let's go through some names here. <laughs> the churches of Christ. Romans 16, 16. The household of faith, Galatians 6 and 10. The body of Christ, Colossians 1 and 18. The churches of God, the kingdom of God, 2 Thessalonians 1, 4 and 5. The house of God, the church of the living God, 1 Timothy 3, chapter 5, 15 and 16. Verses 5, 15 and 16. The church of the firstborn. Hebrews 12 and 23 began on the first day of the week, a Sunday, and continued to meet on the first day of every week, a Sunday, Acts 20 and 7, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. What you saying? God had dropped droplets in the Old Testament. to show how he was going to change things in the new. The faith of God, never doubt him. For God knows where he want to go, and he knows how to get us to where he want us to go. By his faith, God included an overview of authority given to Jesus Christ. And see, if you were here this morning, you already went through it. You're going to Isaiah chapter 9. That's, that, that's why when y'all start going through it in Bible class, I was just smiling like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be a repeat. Know what it say. Verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Now watch this here. And the government shall be 
on his shoulder. See, folks don't like to talk about government when it comes to salvation. Yes, we're saved by grace. But grace has a government. You know, folks don't, like, folks don't like to talk about that. Because government includes a ruler. Government includes a dominion. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 and 25 say, for he must reign till he has put all the enemies under his feet. Reign? That's a ruler. Amen. And his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. Wait now. You say you love God, but you love him enough to obey Jesus. Okay? The Everlasting Father. Oh, I love the way that was dealt with. I just want to add one more other thing to it. Father also includes the star. Of a household. And Jesus started a household. That's all, that's all I got to add to it. Because that, that was covered excellent this morning. If you missed it, you should have been here. You know what it goes on to say? The Prince of Peace. Look at that shallow. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end now notice where he's sitting upon the throne of David you see in, in that genealogy you got David up there you got Jesus down here you got the lawgiver between the feet of Judah uh huh see you grown folks know what I'm talking about when I say between the feet of Judah uh huh mm -hmm. okay good and upon his kingdom to order it. Notice now, that's authority. That's loving authority. Because a lot of times people want to talk about grace, people want to talk about love, and they want to exclude all kind of authority. It doesn't work that way. Know what it goes on to say? And to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Not may. Notice something else that God did in the Old Testament. He was teaching doctrine. Isaiah 28, verse 9 and 10. Everybody can't be taught doctrine. Notice what I said now. Everyone cannot be taught doctrine. And God recognized that. Because notice what this verse says. You got it? Whom shall he teach knowledge? Okay, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Notice the first question. 
To understand doctrine, you've got to be able to be able to teach that person knowledge. Keep going. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Okay. Them that are winged from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precepts must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Some people just can't put it together right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how you try. Yeah. That's the problem. Because they have not been drawn from the milk. Mm -hmm. Still, still suckling. They have not been weaned or cut off from the breast. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you wonder what I'm talking about, don't you? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words, they so stuck in the Old Testament that they can't come to the New. They don't see how the old have been fulfilled in Christ. Now, let me go ahead and deal with this last point so I can close out here. Because you've been very patient with me. The faith of God sets the only law for everyone's faith. No exclusion. Romans chapter 3. Verse 27, 28, and then we're going to drop down to verse 31. Amen. Who is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of work. Nay, but by the law of faith. Do so, we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. We, in the church, have no room for boasting. Right? Amen. Let me say that straight up, first and foremost. Okay? But then, to, un to, to get weaned from the milk and from the breast, you've got to understand that Jesus had in him the faith of God. That Jesus displayed the faith of God from his birth all the way to his resurrection and his ascension back to heaven. There was a complete display of God's faith. And then why do you say, but by the law of faith? Faith has a law. The law of faith tells us what we should have faith in, how we should do what we do, and when we should do what we do. And notice what he says. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified, is made innocent, is cleaned by faith. Why? Not faith only, because you're going to do what the law of faith tells you to do. That's why we, as 
establish the law because it's already established. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. the Bible's closed. Yeah. I don't believe in no later day saints <laughs> with new revelations. I know that if God sent you to me, he's going to tell me that he's going to send you to me. And God ain't talking to me like that. Mm-mm. Well, let me leave that one alone. In our religious world, people outside of the household of faith often speak about knowing God because of Jesus Christ. Sadly, they know about God and they know about Jesus Christ. But my question to them is, have you checked the Bible to see if God and Jesus Christ know you. Go to Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 9. But now, after that you had known God, or rather are known of God, stop. Stop. Notice the contrast. Notice what, notice what Paul said, but now, after that ye have known God. Wait, 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 let me back up a little bit now. Or rather, are known of God, of God or by God. There's a difference. We know that who Paul was writing to in Galatia had did what was required by the law of faith. We know that. And Paul was afraid that they were going to let others lead them away from that law of faith. Notice something on Pentecost. Peter proclaimed that Jesus Christ was a lawgiver from God for everyone's faith. Acts 2 and verse 36. Therefore, let the whole house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified. Watch this here. Both, what? Lord, Lord and Master. And Christ. He can't be your Christ if, he won't be, if you won't let him be your Lord. So yeah, you may know Christ, but does Christ know you? Because you can know him all you want to. But in the judgment day, the question going to be, does he know you? So watch this here. Watch in Matthew 13 and 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for, they're he- for they hear. Notice something here. When you get that, yeah, they saw the miracle. And every time I read the gospel, in my mind, I can see Jesus feeding the 5,000. I can see the apostles gathering up 12 loaves of bread and fish. I can see that. You know, you know in my mind, I can see Jesus walking on the water. Yeah. You know, just strolling across the water. You know, I can see Peter asking him, you know, bid me to come down. 
And because we know how bold Peter was. I can see Peter just jumping out the boat. And then all of a sudden he started realizing, hey, mm -hmm. where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you know, I can see Jesus standing at the tomb and calling Lazarus by the name. And he could just walk in there. And everybody, I see that. Yeah. And I hear it every time I read the Bible. Then I know, know what Jesus said in John 5, 39. Search ye the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Get in the book. And then he goes on to say in 41, I receive not honor from men. The last time I was up here, I did the verse where Jesus said that God expects you to honor him, Jesus, just like you honor God. So how are you going to honor Jesus by using man-made names. When Jesus said he does not receive honor from me. It's the book. Notice what he goes on to say. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Now notice what he asked in verse 46. For had ye believed Moses, for had ye believed Moses, you would have believed me. Why, Jesus? For he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writing, hmm. how shall ye believe me? My words. Faith of God. Never doubt it. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of, but godless sorrow of the world work of death. So if I obey the world, I'm not saved. And see, I like, most of the time I go to Matthew 10 for, for confession. But as I was looking, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I like Luke 12, 8 and 9 just a little bit better. <laughs> you know, also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. I like that one better because Jesus is not whispering up there to God in his ear. Jesus is saying it out loud for everybody in heaven to know. That's one of mine now. 
but, but notice what he also say. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Mm. You, know, you know that song we sing, the angels watching over me? Why are the angels watching over you? Because you want to die. Because, because the Hebrew verse say, ministering unto the saints. Can't be a saint outside the household of God. And then I like Acts chapter 19, where Paul meets John's disciples. Now John was a faithful teacher. And Paul asked him, I said, what were you baptized? Sometimes individuals in our religious world need to ask themselves, what was I baptized into? Because you cannot be baptized wrong. And raised and up right. Because John would baptize the folks right. And they were not saved. So how can you be baptized wrong and be saved? Where's the logic in that? And then later on, when Paul taught them, because see, John was, John was teaching the right thing, that they should believe on him who should come after him. Your teachers are not teaching the right thing. Because they're teaching you that you're all right, right where you are. That your faith is just as good as their faith. Show me in the Bible where anywhere in the New Testament faith got an S, an acceptable faith to God got an S on it. You're not going to find it. That's the only way you can have more than one faith. Because there's only one faith. And one has never been two. One has no division. So how can your faith be right? And no, we're not serving the same God. I don't know what God you're serving. I don't mean to be hard, but I got to tell you the truth. Because I know that there are plenty of nice people in other religions. But I want you to be saved. Amen. We're not serving the same God. Because the God that you're trying to serve with everything that you need to serve him in his book. No man is needed. The Bible is the only thing that is needed. They didn't even use back in the Bible in the old in the New Testament in Acts. They didn't use what them doctors were saying. Jesus did. Why? Because Jesus was made under the law. The church didn't start during Jesus' lifetime on the earth. 
church started after Jesus was returned to heaven. That's when it started. Acts chapter 2. And no. The only person that received that Holy Ghost on, in, in Acts chapter 2 was the apostles. Go to Acts chapter 1, and, and Jesus told them, the apostles, to wait on the promise. church say amen. amen we are so thankful for that wonderful message brother felton brought us the faith of god <laughs> do y'all know that god has faith the faith of god god has faith in everything that he does <laughs> and it is because of that faith that we exist everything is because of God that's that's what that means everything is of God first Corinthians the first chapter in verse 9 says God is faithful and because of him everything else exists everything so we got to get to where God is as he said, we got to get to know Jesus Christ, know God. A lot of folk in the world, they know of God, but they don't know God. <laughs> A lot of folks in the world know of Jesus. A couple of months, you're going to be seeing all this stuff about how folks celebrate Jesus. <laughs> 
but they don't really know him because Jesus doesn't stop just one time of the season. <laughs> when, when the first of the year comes, folks put Jesus back up in the attic, <laughs> put him back up in the closet. <laughs> but y'all, we got to have the faith of God <laughs> in order to make it through Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for what God has allowed Jesus to do. And that's what we got to put our faith in, into Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother Felton. Wonderful message. We have those that have come today to make the wishes known. Uh, Brother Robert McLean is asking for the prayers of the church. He's not feeling good today. And so we want to continue to pray for him. Brother Joe or James King has come and stating that he is sin and he has asked him for the prayers of the church. Amen. Sister Walker uh, is coming and she wants to thank the congregation for all of your prayers. She says that her nephew Micah, uh, he is out of, uh, he is now home from the hospital and he is recovering well. God is good, y'all. And also, Sister Pillar is coming, and she's asking the prayers of the church for her family, and she says she wants to thank God uh, for bringing her brother uh, back to Nashville. I believe she said he should be here next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, I believe. He should be here for good. And so we want to continue to pray for them as well. And she said that she... Uh, she also would like to have a prayer for her brother-in-law also, uh, the one that is uh, sick at this time as well. We know that God is able, y'all. We are thankful for those that have been, been out sick and God has allowed you to come back. That's the goodness of God, y'all. So let us pray, let's go to the throne. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful for what our ears have heard and what our hearts have borne witness to. We are so thankful, Heavenly Father, that through the faith of, of you, Heavenly Father, through thy son, Jesus, that we have a, a right to the tree of life. Father, we are so thankful for all that you've done for us. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to live a life that would show appreciation for that. We come mindful, Heavenly Father, of all of those that have come to make the request known. We ask that you would please forgive those that have asked for forgiveness. Father, we ask that you would forgive us all, those that have repented of our sins. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, that they may not come up in this life knowing that to come. Yeah. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those that are asking for prayers for family members. And we ask that you would continue to be with them as well. Mm -hmm. Father, we are just thankful for those that, that you have healed, Heavenly Father. Yes. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, that you have allowed us to be able to have some more better days. Mm -hmm. Father, we ask that you would continue to be with us, Heavenly Father, and help us to, to do that and be the type of men, women, boys, and girls that you would have us to be. Father, we ask for the, all the 
the stuff that is going on in this world right now, Heavenly Father, and all the wars, we ask that you would please help the leaders to come and study peace and not war. Bless those on both sides, Heavenly Father, that have lost loved ones and continue to help them as well. Father, we ask that you would please bless all of our leaders, Heavenly Father, and all of the decisions that, that will affect everyone that is on this earth. Father, we ask that you would just continue to be with us all, knowing that all power is in your hands. Father, continue to guide us and be with us. Bless those that are behind prison walls, those in mental institutions, and even those on the dying bed. Please bless them, Heavenly Father. According to thy will, please continue to guide us and be with us all. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Peace, sweet I know, yes, peace, sweet I know, and you know the storm, clouds may rise, the storm winds may blow, and I'll tell the world, yes, wherever I go and you know that I I found the Savior and he's sweet I know once again we'd like to thank our brother for the message he brought to us this morning as we prepare for the collection let's all turn to page 13 page 13 love is bubbling over page 13 all film, let us sing. Hallelujah, Lord, we're singing hallelujah. Said I've been running ever since I made a start. And my days are brighter. Jesus makes my burdens lighter. There is a love that's bubbling over in my heart. In my sing it again, sing it again. Hallelujah, Lord, we're singing hallelujah. Said I've been running ever since I made a start. And my days are brighter. Jesus makes my burdens lighter. There is a love that's bubbling over in my heart. In my sing it again, sing it again. Hallelujah, Lord, we're singing hallelujah. Said I've been running ever since I made a start. And my days are brighter Jesus makes my burdens lighter there is a love that's bubbling over in my heart in my heart let's all turn to page 14 as we prepare for the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ page 14 Sing the first verse. All found. Let's all sing. And I know it was some blood. Yes, I do. I know it was some blood. Yes, I do. I know it was some blood for me. 
And one day when I was lost, yes, he died upon the cross. And I know it was some blood for me. all say amen. amen. We give thanks to God for that great message that was expended and extended to us that we would receive it and just govern ourselves accordingly. God's word will not mislead you. It will not misguide you. And it will give you the strength you need in going forward in this life. We have a battle to fight, do we not? We leave another excerpt of our battle will begin because the devil wants that word that was planted into your spirit. Amen. Amen. We give thanks to God. In the book of Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, the Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and rang over, shall men give unto your bosom. God will make somebody bless you. Uh, and they may not even know that they're blessing you. But God will give an increase to your life. And I'm not saying that uh, to make anybody feel that because you came to church, you're going to leave and get a blessing. God is going to bless you beyond what you can understand. Huh? And let me ask the question, hasn't he been good to you? That's good enough for me. Amen. And so we thank him. Let's bow. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the offering which has been lifted. We pray that what was given was given through earnesty and that your church may go forward and that your will may be accomplished in such a way that it will bring you pleasure, that it will bring you glory, and that it will lift up your name in honor, for surely thou art worthy to be praised. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you and amen. 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 The Bible also says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with the 23rd verse. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which hath been broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of this cup. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Gracious God, we thank you for the shed blood, the broken body. And we thank you for the sacrifice that you made on Calvary's cruel cross that we all might have life, have it more abundantly. And we deepen our belief. We deepen our intent to follow you. We deepen our faith. We deepen our trust. And we thank you for the message. We pray that it would gather hold of our spirits and cause us to walk with thee a little closer laying aside things which does so easily beset us, that we may run with patience the race that is set before us. 
We thank you in the name of Jesus for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. 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 Let us prepare the offering that we might receive it. The picture of our Lord and Savior's great sacrifice going through our minds and while we think on these things, let us receive the body of Christ. Let us receive the blood. When they had finished in the upper room, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives, being mindful that the word olive symbolizes peace. Therefore, my brethren and my sisters, let us walk in peace. Amen. As we close this all, turn to page 18. Page 18 as we close. Page 18. Page 18. Let's all stand. Let's sing. Give me a song to sing like my Jesus and when I am face to face with my storm and give me the voice the words for all my enemies at my table in the midst of my trials Lord give me a song and give me a prayer to pray like my Jesus and when I am face to face with my storm and give me the voice the words for all my enemies at my table in the midst of my trials Lord give me a song so give me the voice the words for all my enemies at my table in the midst of my trials. Lord, give me a song. Let us bow. Most righteous and wonderful God. Father, we are so thankful that your mercies were renewed in us this morning. Great, O oh Lord, is thy faithfulness. And I pray, Father, that our worship is acceptable in your sight. Now, by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest with us all until the next appointed time. For it is in Christ Jesus, Yeshua, your Son, and our Savior's name that we pray and ask it all. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Amen.